charge for another week of new music what's popping and i'm getting a little feedback there and politics <laughs> i'm a girl daisy o. my sister debbie dev is in the mix debbie dev here in the building and darren darren already i mean not nah. <laughs> in a rough weekend okay it's just a lot going on when you move into a new house so you know just pray for me as i go throughout the week but darren is our dj he's gonna run us through some new music so what we got going on this week well dj engineer however you want to call it let's see all right <laughs> so i'm trying to get my stuff together oh he's trying to get his life well no 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 all right so let's here's the first song right here this was called black magic hour and this is uh jadena and bullish i'm from a long line of chiefs i was made in the image grandfather married seven wives in the village never sold a slave and the british couldn't kill him and they call it black magic when they baffled by the physics Smart niggas are the white man's villain. I rock these linens for what kind of look appealing. The best you rappers do is do a show, pay a visit while I'm really out here living. I'm in Kenya making shillings. I'm at home, cause the flea market feel like Brooklyn on the low. If we spread the bread, we could do it on our own. Stay up in your lane, bitch, you knocking over cones. Just to get a job, said that I assume the throne. Cause I would escape. What do you guys think? That was Jadena? Yeah. I always like Jadena. What do you like about this song? I mean, it's cool. It sounds good. <laughs> yeah, nothing nice to say about it. Okay, so it's just a song. Black Magic. Again, it's called Black Magic Black. Hour. Black Magic Hour. Black Magic Hour. Yeah. All right, so this next song is called Breathing While Black, and this is by Mono Neon, R&B and Soul. Prince vibe to it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to Yeah. Do. I don't even know if that's a 
It sounds like an old, like a, a funk, funkadelic type vibe. Yeah, yeah, funkadelic, psychedelic. I, I get what you mean. Yeah, kind of like a very rock experimental. This is, yeah. This is uh, by Jesse Ware, and this was called What's Your Pleasure? She's going all the way pop pop. This makes me feel like doing. Makes me feel like pushing an elevator button. <laughs> this is elevator music. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. All right. Definitely. I don't think elevator. she's kind of music does her justice, though. I would literally, what's crazy, Darren, when you Jesse Ware came out with a new album, I literally was thinking about her this morning and how she signed, um, like, this picture for me when I went to one of her first concerts. I think it was at the Wiltern or something like that. Um, but I was just thinking about her and I was like, wait, this is a new album? <laughs> I don't really know if I vibe with this poppy stuff. Yeah, it's completely pop. All right, so the next one. This one is called Stranger. And this is by an artist called Gaida. It's R&B and Soul as well. Featuring Gaida. Jerome Van Dyke. season one so check it out she has a lot of different collaborations uh, uh, on the album uh, this one was featuring Mariah Jenny uh, 
uh, Jin. Um, yeah, you know, bar, check her out. We played she a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely got confidence. Yeah, I, yeah, I think she'll be pretty soon. Yeah. So look out for Angelica Villa. Now that market is really rising. So right. this is uh, mm-hmm. Brandy. Her new album, B70. This is the first track, Save, uh, Saving All My Love. What's your favorite song, Devin? Um, I really like um, No Tomorrow. Alright, that's tracks. That's No Tomorrow. Can you give me a minute, dear, real quick? While I give me some millennials from the 7 Eleven. I like it because you know how I get down. And you know. Yeah, you might be the one I could tell everything to work. You got me in your bad pocket You don't know it yet I tell you when you're ready When you're staring me I feel so beautiful Oh, you're doing like that Devin, what do you like about this new album by Brandy? This is her first release in the few years It has, I'm, I will be honest Y'all know I'm a Brandy fan but it has to grow on me. Some of the songs, like, I don't necessarily connect with. But I love the, the message and the awareness that she's uh, bringing with the album. Because she talks, or she sings about mental illness, mental health. And, you know, with this pandemic going on, a lot of... Um, a lot of people have suffered from depression and you know thousands of people die from depression um, and suicide uh, year after year so um, the fact that she's bringing that to light and the fact that she's making it she's kind of normalized um, just talking about it and getting help um, and just you know everybody has emotions. They go through their ups and downs and I just feel like for, for the listeners, they really have to be open when listening to this album. Because she talks about love. She talks about heartache. She talks about, like I said, mental, mental health, mental illness. Um, but she still, I mean, she still got a voice. You know, she still she is still the rain queen, okay? <laughs> that but um Yeah, well definitely yeah. Brandy's new album, B seven. It's got fifteen tracks on it, it's only forty six minutes long, but definitely check out see what, what our girl Brandy uh, got going for us. So, uh, um that wraps up new music, y'all. Hey, 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 hey.
She just seems like she grows up with everything. Um, yes. So what's popping? You know, Beyonce came out with Black is King. And everybody's yes. been talking about it since release early Friday morning. I think it's when it came out. Um, like in the wee hours of the morning, as a surprise, like she normally does. So what do you guys think about Black is King? How, how- I love it. Devin, you've seen the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. I gotta rewatch it, but I love it. I love the fact that she is um she she went back to the roots. She went back to Africa, you know, they and she obviously she told a story. Um and oh my gosh, from the message to the um, the wardrobe, the fashion, the settings, like everything, like it was so bomb. Everything was just all black, you know? And it was African dance moves. Like y'all know I love me a good African dance, okay? Like, oh my gosh, it was so bomb. It was so bomb. Yeah, and I, I, loved I, it. I was saying too how it probably took about a year and a half of production and um, video, like just from the editing to the costume design, the, yeah. the location, um, the location, because it was obviously multiple locations. Uh, I just think that it was a beautiful representation of her artistic side, but also too, just thinking about. Um, the African culture and the fact that it's not celebrated as much as other cultures or other, you know, religions or it was just so much too that like I really appreciated um, the story behind yeah. it was like a blend between Mofi and um, the Lion King. There was not just it wasn't just about the Lion King; it was just so beautiful, you know? right? Yeah, it was amazing. What do you think, Darren? I haven't watched it yet. I don't have Disney Plus. I'll probably watch it eventually. Um, you know, at some point in time. But uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure I, I heard you guys all talking about it yesterday. I mean, you guys were watching it. And, uh, I did mm-hmm. hear some other things about it. So I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to be. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great, great film. I know some people have been uh, saying certain things and just almost as, as if, um, you know, I mean, granted, I didn't see it, but this is just what I've heard. Uh, people talking about, you know, how it's a bunch of animal prints and stuff in it. And, you know, it almost kind of yeah. like fetishizes Africa a little bit, you know, because, you know, I mean, African prints, stuff like that, that's our interpret. Usually that's our interpretation of, of Africa, specific parts of Africa at that. I mean, but then I understand as well, like, this kind of coincides with the Lion King a little bit. So, you know, I right. mean, I, I, could, I could see it, but 
I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that because it, it is almost like a, a little bit of a, a of a stereotype, you know, that Africa is just full of a bunch of wild, like wildlife and all this stuff when there's like major urban centers all across. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, anyway. I think it's the overall video. Um, so yeah, Netflix uh, added classic black screen um, to their system um, this week. I don't even know what to call it. It's not a system to their whole selection. Thank you to their catalog. Uh, Girlfriends, Moesha, One on One. Sister, sister. It's just been a whole bunch of black shows that was added to Netflix this week. And the whole black community, I think on Twitter and Facebook, all social media, Instagram, people have been talking about how this is nostalgic. Like they've been waiting for this. They've been praying for it. They miss these kinds of shows. So I love it. I just think now we're going to get an influx of new shows because of this demand i think so what do you guys think about netflix doing this i'm really happy that they that they're doing this um it's crazy because just to think that i think the cw did offer some of these shows but you know there was no real outlet for upn you know the universe uh, um i think it was called the universal paramount network upn you know it was a distribution of uh, paramount networks uh, that started in the late 80s and uh, uh i'm sorry early 90s Remember, they combined with uh, the CW, which was owned by, you know, the CBS Corporation. So now they're just capitalizing on their catalog, you know, off of the demand. Because, you know, I think this other company, I forget the name of them, but um, they brought it up. And I think Netflix, they're really going to see that they should, this, should, this stuff should have been on the catalog a long time ago. And maybe they'll be in, in pursuit of even other uh, uh, black sitcoms that have been around. Uh, because, you know what? I'm honestly, I'm tired of looking at Martin on, on, on VH1 and BET at night. I love Martin, I do, but damn, that's not the only show that I wouldn't mind looking at a, a at an episode of. And, you know, um, like, I wouldn't mind looking at one-on-one, you know, Sister, Sister, I, I remember it would come on, but, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Girlfriends or, uh, um, um, now they got the Parkers on all the damn time, but... <laughs> They be playing shit in marathons and stuff all the time. Just give me like two episodes a day. That's all I need, you know. Like, anyway, Devin, what about you? I'm I'm glad that they finally did it. Um, I've been hearing that they've been doing it, like you guys said, that they've been trying to um, petition for it for years now. And like like you said, Derek. <laughs> I love Martin, I do, and I love Jamie Foxx show, the Wayans Brothers. They always play those shows. But the fact that we can watch Marisha, like, I love, we was, you know, we were faithful watchers of all these shows that's on, that's on Netflix now. So the fact that we can have access to just watch them whenever we want to, that's, I think that's pretty cool. It's very nostalgic and... I'm here for it. Right. I'm I'm literally all on Greenleaf right now to uh, just join this bandwagon. So now I'm like, okay, now I got to catch up on my old shows and also catch up on Greenleaf and 
Jim, what was that other show you said yesterday? Um, sugar, Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar, yes. <laughs> Queen Sugar. Uh -huh. shows, you know, that's really, I don't really watch other TV other than black sitcoms. And I know. That's <laughs> what we grew up on. Yeah, yeah. But those shows, uh, but before we go, I wanted to talk about another show, but uh, just to, um, my last comment about those shows is just that, like, you know, when are they going to put Family Matters on, on it? Uh, or, uh, um, you know, other shows? Because I think Family Matters was one of those shows that they weren't the Cosbys. Like, everything wasn't perfect. You know, like, there was still stuff going on. But they seemed like, like they were a good working-class family. Dad, cops, a police officer. The mom, she yeah. was a ele uh, an elevator operator. And I forget, think she what, went into security after that. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure, yeah. But like, where do you remember the episode where Rachel was? Uh, was her name? Is it? Wasn't her name Rachel? Where no. she was? Right, where it she was, was Lisa, Rachel, and Eddie. Well, remember, uh, um, she was crossing uh, the. Um, she had them shoes on, and she was uh, going across that little um, that wire. <laughs> you guys remember that episode? Oh. She had got these See, shoes. We need to watch it again. Right. <laughs> it was like Rishi was across the way or something stupid. And like she had to put on these shoes and she she walked across this um this line, you know, this wire, like they do in the circus. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Anyway. I don't remember that. But I did talking speaking of shows, I did want what want, when I asked you guys, have you guys watched that new show on HBO called I May Destroy You? No, oh. but I heard about it. Oh, it's really from, right? Yeah, the girl from Chewing Gum. Michaela, I forget her last name. Uh-huh. But the British girl. But I she, heard. great show. Look it up. Uh, it's on HBO. Uh well, I have HBO Max now. Uh um, but it's a really good show. Yeah. yeah. What again? Uh, I May Destroy You. I May Destroy You. Yeah, I May Destroy You. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of a coming of age uh, story, right, Darren? It's very well written. Very well written. And because it takes a lighthearted approach to comedy, it's not as straight up overtly comedic as chewing gum. But it, it's, it's a drama uh, with comedic undertones so it's like the different situations that the characters put themselves into you know you, you kind of laugh and chuckle but still i mean the main character she has to basically realize that she was date raped mm. and it's like throughout the course of the show little tidbits are coming back to her but that's, not, that's not really the focus of the show but that's the one of the overarching themes of it is is in really identifying sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, means as people come to terms with it over time, right? Or even if you have been date raped, what I mean, what if you have just, you don't really know what happened? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and then things come back to memory. Wow, that's a really powerful perspective that she's. For training and oh obviously, this is like you, you, I mean, but you see, like, I, I wonder where it would go after this, but you can really see how it's to me, it's really well written. And I would not mm -hmm. be, I mean, I think she really needs to be up for an Emmy next year, mm -hmm. uh, um, for, mm -hmm. for it. Uh, I mean, and speaking of Emmys, I know Insecure got nominated for a bunch of Emmys mm -hmm. along with uh, some Thank other you. black shows like, um, uh, Miss, is it Miss America? That's on FX about Shirley Chisholm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Miss America. They also got nominated for an Emmy uh, as well. So just to celebrate uh, the... Yeah, I mean, celebrate those. And also, there was some controversy this week about the Emmys and how the Latino uh, population was kind of um, uh, really missing from the representation of um, those that were nominated and shows that were listed. So what did you guys think about that? Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. But you know what? The, the biggest crisis as well is that there's no real mainstream TV shows with predominantly Latino characters, except for those that are on Spanish language. Uh-huh. You know, like what's, the last show that was on Netflix was uh, One Day at a Time with, um, what's her name? You know, that, that woman, ooh, I forget her name. She, she, she's, one, she's, she's got an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony. He played uh, in West Side Story. She won the Academy Award for it. Oh, oh dear. But anyway, that was the last show that was on Netflix about a, about like a three generations of uh, Latinx people living under the same roof, and yeah. uh, they mm-hmm. got canceled about two years ago. But that was really like the last major show because no, it was America Ferrera. Remember, she had the um, oh, Ugly Betty. No, uh, uh, yeah, Ugly Betty. The other one too about um, supermarket. Devin, what did you say? Supermarket. I said supermarket. Supermarket is one of them, but it was also another Latino um, show that was really popular. But it hasn't been on the air, and I forget. And that's the problem too. Is like we, it's so far few and in between that we're forgetting about. Yeah. Are you talking about that show? The other show? It wasn't America for her. Are you talking about that other show where she was pregnant by that guy? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I the name of show. Yeah, it wasn't America, but it was a girl that looked very similar to America for her. Yeah, it's fine. You know what? But, um, nah, I don't know. Who you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Controversy. I remember watching like the first ep- eight episodes of that, that show, and then I, I kind of fell off. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? There was another show. I actually remember Baker and the Beauty that uh, I know me and Mommy would like to watch. That show, they're not going to nominate that for I heard about that. Yeah. So it's just unfortunate. We definitely need more well-rounded representation of people of color because I don't necessarily like that even though these other shows getting um, nominations, which they do, some of them are on larger platforms, it's kind of um, not highlighting some of the work that the Latino population and the transgender population because... Oh, no, you're right. Oh, but even yeah, but even I mean, I feel like even some of them are just like <laughs> I don't know. Now this is just me. I, like like I said, I am proud of our people and stuff like that. But some of it kind of just seems like well, third time, fifth time's a charm. You know, like I feel like are they really gonna give? It, I hope they give it to Tracy Ellis Ross. But are they really gonna give it to Tracy Ellis Ross? Right. Anthony Anderson. I mean, you know, like with, with, with some of these roles, you know, and, and it's because Insecure has been around for a long period of time. Is that why they're just like, all right, well, you know, Black Lives Matter, like, we, let's just try and. Just the right thing to do. Let's just right. go ahead and do it because with the times that's going on, let's just give it to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, so we'll see what happens, but congratulations to all those that were um yes. Meg the Stallion makes a comeback on Instagram 
talking about her recent incident and how she was shot um, and kind of confirming what everybody was speculating. She was shot by Troy Lanes and how she didn't really appreciate how people were commenting on the situation when they didn't know really anything that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of people who were commenting, Drea got fired from Savage Fenty after her comment that we were talking about last week. It definitely mm-hmm. came out news that Drea was released from Savage Fenty, like an enforcement deal um, that she had. So what do you guys think? Well, Daisy, also, I think you might have made a great move, okay? I have a real, let, let's play a, a small clip. I have a clip queued up. Uh, okay, let's play it. Today, because this is going to give me some, like, this is going to be funny. Like, what if your mother sister got shot? Or what if your mother girlfriend got shot? What if your mother best friend got shot? Would you be cracking jokes then? Then you want the whole world to stop and feel sorry for you. I don't expect none of you mother to feel sorry for me, but it's just a respect thing. Like, shut the fuck up when she don't have nothing to do with you. Stop talking. <laughs> you know what? I love Meg for playing that total in the background. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Dylan? I wish she wasn't cursing so much every other word, though. But I get what she's saying, though. Yeah, you know, I think she finally just had to speak on it. It's, it was in the news for the past two weeks or so, and she just felt the need to speak up for herself, which I I agree with her. Like, it's not, it's something that's very private. I shouldn't even have to be talking to you guys to say, shut the fuck up. It stopped sharing. Right. But I do think she was specifically referring to people like Drea and people that were not in support of her experience partner violence because she got flowers from Rihanna. She got flowers from Beyonce. Like other people are saying support. And she's like, okay, all you haters are people that are against women in general. Like, need to be quiet because you're not bringing any positivity to this situation. Right. And what Drea said was not try, like, I don't even know what she, she obviously wasn't thinking when she, when she made that comment and the effect that it would have on everybody's reaction or, you know, like she, I, she couldn't have thought <laughs> like, I just don't understand why she said that and thought that she wouldn't get slack for it like what are you doing that was just like she learned her lesson yes she's losing out on dollars because she made a stupid ass comment like girl shut up you sound stupid I mean, and I'm glad that it happened. Like, you should be, something should be taken away from you when you make comments like this as a celebrity. Right. You know what I I hear for Drea? You know what I hear? I hear the sound of click, click of her own phone going off because she has to take her own pictures to be that Instagram model to continue working for her in her lonesome. <laughs> that part, okay? 
Yo, you better watch out. You're going to be giving out free samples and shots at the liquor store. You keep doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Talk okay. about you, want a, you want a free taste of this steel reserve and this Code 45. <laughs> Let's move on right now. <laughs> Ice cold beer. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, uh, okay, let's pop in with the Ellen Show, you guys. Details of patterns of abuse by the lead producers on the Ellen Show came out recently that impacted many who caught the show their first job experience. What's been happening, though, is in the past week or week and a half, people have come forward and really shown a light on things that happened behind the scene on the Ellen Show. Now, Ellen just recently, a couple of days ago, Devin, you said it was the day before yesterday, released a video. However, we know that these complaints have been happening for you know, five to ten years ago. It's kind of been an undertone in the media. People have been trying to say, hey, I'm being abused. Hey, there's, you know, discrimination happening, but nobody was listening to them until now. Why do you think that is? What's going on? I think because people have, have uh, plenty of people have brought it to light. And then the fact that she is, she made a statement, like a written statement saying that it was other people that were in her production that she had no clue that was, you know, um, treating you know, work their her employers like this and whatnot or whatever. But I'm like, so she's just trying to cover her ass and put the blame on her production when really people have been complaining about her. <laughs> and right. that's a disappointment. That is a disappointment to me because I thought Ellen was, I thought she was good. You know, she was giving away money to the people. Um doing good deeds and stuff and meanwhile her i mean her employers are i mean employees are being mistreated like how backwards is that like why are you trying to that's fake that's real fake well I, it's not the ellen show that's giving that money away it's usually walmart and shutterstock and I mean, I mean, but it's just really good that she's able to connect these people with these money. But, uh, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah. What was that? She she had a deal with Shutterfly. Yeah, yeah, Shutterfly. Shutterfly. Yeah, I said Shutterstock. Yeah. Shutterfly. They were giving away like twenty five thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars to people. But you know, with, with this evidence out. The producers who are who have been doing this, they're the top producers. They're the ones who talk to her every day. So it's just like, come on, you, you, you really don't know what's going on on your own set of your show that's almost right. been over 16, 17 years. Right. right. That part. And Devin, thank you for sharing that because people are not just against these executives producers, people for many years have been complaining about Ellen herself. And nobody really talks about celebrities and the themselves that they project. These celebrities mm -hmm. out here um, as a self, they show up in front of the camera, but behind the camera, 
they're pretty much empty and treating people poorly and getting away with all kinds of things because they're a celebrity who everybody kind of believes. So people that experience it go through this cycle mentally of like, is anyone going to believe me, you know? So I'm actually just glad at the um, people that have experienced forms of oppression in her work environment that they've come together and are refusing to continue to work and like putting a stop to it. Cause I do think that people like her need to be, um, <laughs> need to be like in a place. Exposed, okay. They need to be exposed. And that's the part that I was really hoping Ellen was going to do because a lot of celebrities have decided to like no longer be her friend. And I really do think it's because she hasn't taken responsibility for her own actions and the actions of her people. Like just fully take responsibility for your oversight. If it's your show, it's your show. You're supposed to be responsible for everything that happens. So no, oh, I didn't know. You know, I'm really sorry for their behavior. No, you need to like really say, I'm sorry for the behavior that I allowed to continue to happen and keep it pushing. Yeah. Otherwise, she just lost a whole audience of people and celebrities that were really rooting for her. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jay-Z, in her statement, she did say like that she did take some of the fault, but she didn't necessarily say that she was one of the people who was doing like who was being who was doing the mistreating the people you know she was just saying like i'm sorry that this has happened under my um the words that she was using was basically like she was putting it off on her employees or her production or whatever but she wasn't taking responsibility or doing the mistreating right right so yeah because in that case she was in a lot of trouble she don't want her false self she doesn't want to lose her audience so obviously she's not going to come to terms with that but you know that's a whole mental psychological spiel that maybe we can get into on another episode because this is a topic that i love to talk about <laughs> other stuff because we want to keep it pushing tamar braxton we have mentioned her recently over the last couple episodes she has really just <laughs> and uh made some recent statements about her being exploited in reality tv shows Devin, you um have read her statement what did you think I had got a bit emotional reading it, you know, because she was just talking about um, how, like, how she's been exploited, exploit, sorry, how she's been exploited, how she's been taken advantage of and um, mistreated and overlooked and stuff. So it was just, um, if you, because I've watched her since, the since she started with um her sisters the Braxton's and um you would think you know she's like she's the youngest and may maybe I like relate kind of relate to her sometimes um because I don't know she's like 
dramatic or she like is the attention seeker and stuff like that but she always feels like she's misunderstood or um like that's that's how she would come off you know in the reality show or whatever and um not like not too long ago they had like a family um a family counseling session with Ayanla Van Zandt or whatever right and um she had really had to um come to terms with how um selfish she would she had to do like a lot of self-reflecting right and I think that journey like that started her journey in like realizing how she was being handled like how wrong she was being portrayed and all this other stuff or whatever so I think all of that like just played a part in her depression and then she was just explaining how she um how she was weak in the moment or she was weak in the moment um when she you know attempted to take her own life and she was saying how she um realized that she forgot that she was a mother and and that was one of the, that was one of the main reasons what brought her back is that you know she has to be a mother for she has to be healthy for her son and um yeah i think it's important for her to um share her story and and share her truth because there's a lot of people that are going through the same thing as her or, you know, just going through like emotional battles, um, depression and, you know, anxiety and stuff like that. So she was just saying how um, her story could help a lot of other people that are going through something like that. And for them to know that there's a way out and she's getting the the help that she's that she needs to continue to heal so continue to keep her in your prayers you know she's she is fighting yeah Yeah. well no not really i mean i just want to update that uh that that her and we tv that they have severed their relationship Oh. Well, because her representative requested to end all future work with the network, and they complied. Mm. Uh, but just, just you know, sending my, you know, my well wishes to Tamar and the Braxton family, you know, and I hope she, um, you know, she's able to to get some resolution. Likewise, yeah, definitely. Likewise. Well, well, she also she has a um, she's a part of a show called um i think it's on vh1 um of what is it it's like a beauty show um like they they um they contact um beautician well not beauticians but they contact clients that have had bad experiences with beauticians and then the beauticians are contacted and um are basically like um, I don't want to say tricked into confronting their, that client that they messed up on, like that they either got they 
mm-hmm. I don't know, cut their hair too short, did some wrong colors or whatever. But she, that show, I, I forgot what it's called, but she's on that show. Okay. Well, good yeah. for her. I definitely think good for her for being able to speak out and share, um, you know, that she's struggling and, and is seeking help. Uh, uh, some sad news, though, um, just speaking of those who have recently passed away, uh, Malik Bassett of um, the Roots Crew, of the Might Roots Crew, Darren. Uh, the Roots. The Roots. The Roots Crew. The legendary Roots Crew. There's a typo. Okay, the legendary. <laughs> he unfortunately passed away at the age of 47. Uh, so rest in peace to Malik uh, Bassett. And then Frank Ocean's brother passed away this morning. His name is Ryan in a terrible, um, horrific car crash early in the morning. And he was only 18 years old. Um, so condolences and prayers and peace uh, going to out going out to all the families of Malik and Frank Ocean's brother Ryan. Um, this is definitely sad news. And any, I mean, it was also another person in the car, maybe. Oh no, somebody else passed away yeah. in the car too. So it was another uh, fatality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely prayers and condolences going out to them. Um, I want somebody else to share this next update because I don't know anything about this. Logic shares that Joe Budden's statements. What is this, what is this about? <laughs> well, I, I added it, Daisy, while you guys were talking. But basically, the rapper Logic. You, have you guys heard about him? He, he's the one who came out with that suicide song, like probably like four years ago. But he's biracial, you know. Uh, um, and um, Joe Budden, you know, Joe Button of the Joe Button podcast, uh, because. Logic just released his ninth studio album, and he said he's going to be retiring from rapping. So, you know, Joe Button was like, he should have retired a long time ago. And he also said that he's the worst rapper ever. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So Logic was, uh, <laughs> was on the radio in New York. Um, I forget who he was talking to. Um, if he was, uh, like, uh, power, if he was talking to Power or if he was uh, uh, with Hot 97. But he was telling uh, one of the morning show hosts that statements like that, that what Joe Button made, make people want to commit suicide. I know, pretty, it went, went pretty, pretty deep. But he was like, you know, I, he was like, you know what? I, I don't wish any bad for Joe Button. I don't even know him. But just to let him know that such statements make people want to commit suicide. So, I mean, I thought it was a very interesting... Um, kind of rapid escalation <laughs> um that was very rapid but that was that's a real statement though because joe budden like with his comments and his opinions like sometimes he does come like hardcore like bro you are not the best rapper when you were out like calm down okay and just because you got a fucking podcast does not mean that or does not give you the right to to downplay everybody or just to state your opinion about every fucking thing like and then at the same time oh my god (laughs) sorry y'all um but at the same time like 
what the hell? Like, people can't take what he says. He is not like God, okay? Like, they cannot take what he says to heart because obviously, and that's, I think that would be his defense. Like, who am I? Like, I'm just Joe Bevin. I'm just talking to, I'm just stating my opinion. But at the same time, he has to realize what power he has in his words and his fucking listeners. Like, I mean, he his podcast is pretty. It's pretty out there. If anything, he, Joe Button has turned him. I mean, he wasn't ever that decent of a rapper anyway. And he's kind of, at all. sort of a trollish comedian. And that's, and that's, yeah. and that's what, he, what he does. He makes all these verbose statements, these exaggerations, and these hyperboles uh, uh, on his show. And people laugh at it or they find that it's interesting to listen to. And he's monetized mm-hmm. off of it. So Joe Button's mm-hmm. going to keep on being Joe Button. And like, right. you're going to be retired, but now on your mind, you've given Joe Budden this power over you to make you feel like you're lesser than as it's coincided. And Logic, you ain't got to worry about shit. You're set. I saw the brand right. new Range You got your, your beautiful wife in your nice house <laughs> over there on, in the cul-de-sac street. And I'm not saying that that's <laughs> all supposed to make somebody happy and that's supposed to take away depression from, uh, 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 from you or anything like that, but you, you were a successful rapper. You decided to go out and get out of rap. It wasn't anybody else because you still have a loyal fan base. I'm sure of it. Right. You know, I, I, I will admit I'm not one of the, your biggest fans, but I've heard your music. I think you're, mm-hmm. you know, so go ahead. I hope you, you have a wonderful future endeavors. I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to sell Avon or you're going to go into real estate. <laughs> <laughs> you know he ain't finna sell no damn Avon. <laughs> I, I need about two or three bottles of them black suede. You know, I want to get on my, my yes. old man must smell real good. You know, give me a call. So speaking about mental health and because mental health is big right now, uh, um, mm-hmm. or I mean, and it's and it's great because I think for the first time really in a long time, black people are starting to realize that mental health is important. The biggest thing, my biggest thing, is that a lot of you know, especially as a mental health practitioner or a clinician or somebody who studied this and been practicing this uh, uh, for a while, I think what I always try to err people off of is telling immediately telling everybody that hey you need to go to treatment you need to go to therapy because that's all about a word how the hell are they actually gonna go you know do they have the insurance to cover it are they gonna cover can they pay the copay are they even in network with somebody who's culturally competent for them to receive services right so is there is there therapist understanding of their trauma or what they've gone through, right? Because it's all about a word to just say, hey, go go seek therapy. Because a lot of the people who end up saying they've benefited so much from therapy are usually those who can get easy access to a clinician that they actually like. And they aren't court mandated. You know, some people are court mandated and they get wonderful results from it. But let's be honest. It's, it's usually the people in the middle are the ones that suffer. It's, you know, you're, 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 you're institutionalized and you are offered the services of a clinician, a therapist, a psychiatrist, or you're well off and you can afford for them to come to you or for 
you to meet them at their private offices. But anyway, uh, that's all to say is that G. Erko, who's uh, this rapper, he launches this swerving initiative where he's going to team up uh, to fund therapy for 8 to 12 weeks for black youth 18 to 25, uh, which is really great. I mean, 8 to 12 weeks, that's pretty much, you know, you, that, that's you getting, you know, like having a nice insurance plan and you getting that. So that's usually enough time for them to practice an evidence-based practice and to actually have goals to try to follow up with at the end of the 12-week the session, right? So he shared that he had a diagnosis of PTSD, um, and he was really just talking about how um, this interview, he was talking about how beneficial it was for him to go through it and to talk to um, a therapist and for them to identify all these things that were going on in his life and his reactions and his behaviors. So, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. Thank you. I think that that's great news and something that we should be highlighting more consistently is these initiatives that have started for free mental health or free services, uh, especially during these times. So thanks for bringing that up. Last thing and what's popping is this black and white photo challenge that many women across the social media um, streams have been posting uh, with hashtag challenge accepted, hashtag women supporting women. Um, the question is like, what is this all about? Is it really about women empowerment? Is it taking away um, from some larger issues? Devin, you had some comments about that, but first I did want to kind of bring up an article that I was reading because first and foremost, I'm only on social media specifically for this show and um, other things like maybe browsing the news of CNN and ABC. And I do like to like watch live um, streaming things on there. And I'll get on it, you know, maybe once or twice a day. And then after kind of going into a vortex, I'll uh, leave. But I did start to see like these black and white photos. Like, okay, what is this about? Not, I don't really have time. There was an article that I just came across today. It's called, uh, it's on Refinery29 that I thought was really good. It's called Gray Area, How Black and White Photography Became a Complicated Symbol of Female Empowerment. And it's by this uh, person named Kate Monroe. And to quote uh, something that was written towards the end of the article um, is something I wanna read. So it says, quote, while the challenge is probably pretty much harmless, and complaining about it too much feels kind of elitist. The larger concern here is that if everything posted on social media has to be a movement, then nothing is really a movement. And that threatens to upend the legitimacy of things that really need to be addressed. It's not the first time black and white uh, color palette has been used to place a veil of seriousness atop a platform that's historically been anything but, unquote. So Devin, you had some thoughts about this and then I want uh, all of us to kind of speak on it. Cause I did think that it was a very, it was a rather unique movement that was happening all throughout the week. Many people joined in, um, especially if you were challenged, you wanted to join and say challenge accepted. I shout out to my girls. We need to support each other. Um, but Devin, what did you have to say about it? He needs to be unmuted. There you go, Devin. 
Can you hear? You can't hear? Oh, no. All right. Well, maybe, Debbie, you can sign on, sign off, and then sign back on. Or maybe you should call in. Devin, call in. Call us. For your free tarot reading. Come to your questions. Online. All right. Devin's going to have to join. But, Darren, what did you think? Um, well, I just saw it on Facebook. I thought it was very interesting um, that. Uh, yeah, Devin, maybe you should text Devin and tell her to, to log back in. I just thought it was interesting because it was. Um, you know, I did see all the pictures and the people saying challenge accepted and things like that. But uh, I just was really unfamiliar until I start seeing like those videos about people saying like, oh, well, you're taking away, you know, the thing, you know, about ending pedophilia and, and, and um, you know, uh, the, the attacks on women. Yeah, I think what Evan was mentioning is that people shared with her this week at work that she had a... Um, a wait it sounds like Devin is talking Devin, are you talking are you there i'm i can y'all hear me yeah I yeah oh my god i don't even know it's okay well, Devin, answer, Devin, answer daisy's question about uh the the black and white photo challenge oh what was the question <laughs> What did your what did your coworker say about it? Oh, she said okay. So so the women empowerment, y'all. I swear, I hate the fucking internet. Excuse my language, but um, okay. So they were doing this challenge this week, and I guess they were. It was people tagging, um, saying challenge accepted, and um, they were saying that. That was a whole distraction from um, people trying to protest uh, child pornography and um, human trafficking and sex trafficking and all that stuff. Because a lot of people have been protesting about that and it hasn't been getting real uh, much media coverage because, you know, that's a billion dollar market. And a lot of people were, you know, challenging Facebook, Instagram, social media about that. Um, and nobody's talking about it. Mm -hmm. But for this women empowerment, I'm like, I'm all for like women empowerment and everything. But I was like, what the hell? What is the challenge? <laughs> what was the challenge? I was confused. Like, I'm it's it's good it's a for a good cause great but i'm like okay well what the hell what was it for i was i was very confused by that and then when my coworker had mentioned it i was like damn that's crazy mm -hmm. like that's really crazy how like they try to bring something up and then you know just distract everybody from what we really need to be looking into yeah yeah and that was what i wanted to highlight is was anybody really talking about uh, put brianna taylor's killers in jail was did people forget about that were people talking about like you said Devin, 
um, you know, protesting child pornography and sex trafficking of um, women. So how did we get to taking a picture of yourself in black and white is supporting other women when there's larger movements that are really going on? Um, right. So, yeah, I think that it's very confusing. And that's why I wanted to highlight the article. Because I think that that's really how I felt about it. And if you did it, so be it. God bless you. I think that, you right. know, hashtags and challenges are fun to join. Kind of like sending the Sending those old school, what did you think? Chain letters back in the day. It's kind of similar to that. Yeah. I see that's how I felt about it. It was kind of like a chain Everybody letter. was just jumping on the bandwagon because they were getting tagged in it and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But I was happy that nobody tagged me in that because I wasn't going to post nothing anyway. Because I was like, well, what the hell is the challenge? What are we challenging? What is the challenge? Okay. I'm confused. <laughs> But we really need to, you know, talk about how sex and human trafficking is like, it's at an all time high. That mess is crazy. Yeah. It's real predators out here that's really like looking for little girls, little boys, uh, d- this, um, women that are distracted in, in public at the grocery store, you know, fooling around in a purse. Like, it's just. Y'all, I just want every woman that has a child, every man that has a child, boy or girl, make sure y'all are talking to them about being aware of their surroundings and, um, you know, just being vigilant because it is, it's predators out here and they will try to come in disguise, Okay. They'll try to befriend you and do all of that mess. If it's somebody you don't freaking know and you get a vibe that they not right, child, run. <laughs> run. <Yeah. laughs> I agree. Thank you, Devin, for sharing that. Darren, do you have any final comments before we hit it in politics? All right. Well, Darren, you going to take us into politics and we going to end the session. Well, just speaking of politics and this issue of pedophilia, can you believe Bill Clinton, they've revealed uh, in some alleged documents uh, involving Jeffrey Epstein that there was some documentation that Jeffrey Epstein hosted Bill Clinton on his private island and that there was two young women that were somehow involved that were either, you know, um, with Bill Clinton or summoned by Bill Clinton, however it may be. So... Um, I know it was a trending topic. Bill Clinton is a pedophile on Twitter for on Friday and Saturday. So I wonder um, if new information is going to come out to uh, enlighten us all as to the relationship that Bill Clinton had uh, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine uh, uh, Marquine or Ghislaine, whatever the hell, Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, oh, go ahead, Daisy. There were some implications on that Jeffrey Epstein's uh, uh, documentary on Netflix. And if you guys haven't watched it, then I highly recommend because there were some implications about Bill Clinton, along with some other very high profile celebrities and politicians and people connected to him um, that were mentioned in the documentary as well. So, um, yeah, there's just 
so many things that happen in darkness that are coming to light, and so be it. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah. So, um, what I did want to share is that um, the uh, that Congressman John Lewis had his uh, funeral services, and he he did lie in in the rotunda, the first African American uh, um, uh, legislative person to ever do that. The first African American, of course, uh, to lie in state in the rotunda was Rosa Parks back when she passed away. Uh, um, but yeah, so what a great honor for uh, John Lewis. Uh, who, as we discussed uh, last week, was one of the architects of the civil rights movement of the 60s as he led the Student Nonviolent Coordinating uh, Committee. Uh, um, what I also want to mention is that the officer who shot Michael Brown did not face any charges because the St. Louis Prosecutor's Office declines to file charges against Darren Wilson. I, and I'm so disgraced that this bastard has my name. But that, uh, uh, but that this other that this cop who shot Michael Brown several years ago, I believe that was 2014, six years ago, you know, um, you know, he's he's not going to face any justice for it. Uh, um, so the other the other the one of the last things is, uh, that this past Friday, the $600 additional benefit for those who are receiving unemployment uh, uh, benefits. So the $600 weekly additional stipend that they received, uh, it expired on Friday. Now, they allowed it to expire, expire uh, Congress did, is because the Democrats and Republicans, they cannot come to a consensus as to what should be in the bill. Uh, Mitch McConnell, who is the Senate Majority Leader, and has been probably the single greatest threat to our democracy for the last 10 years, over 10 years. Let's just keep that in mind. That for the last over 10, 11 years, ever since Obama came into office, this guy has been trying to ruin this country. And somebody yeah. should really realize that and take him out in November when he's trying to run for uh, uh, election. I hope that woman wins, you know, uh, mm -hmm. running against him. But anyway, um, Mitch McConnell wants to pass liability protections for businesses so that they would be uh, so they wouldn't be liable if you caught COVID-19 at the workplace. So Democrats are saying that this is a non-starter. Republicans, they also want to reduce the $600 benefit to just $200. Uh, um, and so they, Mitch McConnell single-handedly is, is holding up this benefit because he wants to protect business owners who are going to literally force people back to work without making the proper adjustments, without providing the proper PPE, you know, the protective equipment without providing enough soap. Just imagine, you you got to take your ass back to work and they ain't even got no damn soap or, or paper towels and shit like that in the bathroom. Or they ain't got no hand sanitizer. Or they're telling you to, to bunch together, you know, with 15 people deep in a damn band somewhere. And you got to do that. You know, everybody. And, and, and Agnes, the, the old white lady in the back, she, she don't want to wear her mask. Oh my gosh. That one coworker, you know? Anyway. Yes, I mean, you do have. Mitch McConnell is from the pit of hell. I really don't think that he is for the human race. I think he wants to see everybody suffer. Um, 
that evil of a person because for you to take away the benefits that many people have been surviving on because they can't technically go to work um, because it's not safe for them the job those PPP kinds of equipment um, I just think that he is really mentally insane and he's very similar to Trump because you're gonna have a lot of people that are facing homelessness that can't pay the rent now, that um, are not going to be able to live the kind of life, which is basic needs. Cause these people have, maybe they've been splurging on fireworks and stuff, but I really do believe these people have been buying food, buying clothes, buying just the basic necessity. And that extra $600 really does go a long way for them. Um, and to say that it's preventing them from going to work, I'm very positive people will go to work if one, they're paid more hourly. So if you give them an incentive to go back to work and say, okay, we're going to increase the minimum wage and give you some safety precautions, like people are going to say, okay, great, I'll go back to work, but you are not giving them any incentive beyond the fact that this unemployment is giving them their basic needs, which they've always wanted in general. So to, to try to say that, you know, it's not really a give and take. It's not really like, okay, we're going to give you this. And you can, like, it's just the government just wants to take, take, take. And I'm tired of watching people like Mitch get away with this kind of real harshness to society that's, that we're going to be paying for for many years. So I really pray for Generation Z um, and those that really are impacted by these kinds of decisions because it's very very um very selfish it's very selfish by by all of these republicans in office because they're the first ones who are going to be they they didn't have a problem with passing all this deficit causing uh tax cuts three years ago where they gave over 80 percent of the tax cuts to the wealthiest people in this country and so now when we coming up broke down like oh we can't just be spending all this money on anything and Daisy you were right because they just found out that that extra six hundred dollars that has stimulated the economy it's sti- it, it, it was the best damn stimulus that you could even think of in in the midst of the worst economic crisis that we faced in this country since they start taking damn data since they start writing shit down about the economy this is the worst this is the worst times that we're in right now. And you could hardly even feel it because people were, even people who traditionally would not have gotten unemployment are getting unemployment right now. It's saving people. Right. Yeah. So but the thing is, is that, but, to, but I'd be remiss if I didn't include this, that it's mostly black and brown workers who aren't the ones who are getting the unemployment benefits anyway. Hello. So let's just say, let's just say this. It's a white Uber. It's a white Uber driver in San Francisco, right? He drives for Uber, drives for Postmates. He's he knows damn well to go apply to get unemployment benefits, right? Now let's talk about the black guy in Jackson, Mississippi, or or the black guy down here in 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 L.A. who's doing Uber, doing the same shit. He could be eligible for unemployment benefits, but does he know how to follow through with all that? Does he have access to a computer or to a smartphone to log online to keep track of it week by week? Right. Think about. 
Yeah, these are a lot of things to think about. So um, I really do hope they come to a solution that is beneficial to the people because it's obviously obvious that this GOP and Republican Party has not been for the people for many, many years. And we are going to suffer the consequences of these kind of harsh decisions for the human race all around the world. It's not just America. This is going to be felt worldwide. Um, Darren, last thing you wanted to share was the postponement of the election. Right. Trump is such a loser that he wants to postpone the election. So he even tweeted about it earlier this week where he had a question mark. Devin, Devin, I can't hear you. Hey, Devin. Hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, let me just, yeah, talk to Devin. The fact that he even thinks that he has the power to postpone the damn election. Like, what are you talking about? You fucking idiot. Like, why do you think you have the power to freaking do that? Like, they've been doing it on November 3rd. No, like, since it's been election before freaking the 20... <laughs> before 200 years ago. Like, what the hell? Like, they've always freaking done it on a specific day they've never postponed the fucking election so the fact that he thinks he even has he is fucking delirious that is just like yeah so 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 but the thing is that he's doing it on purpose is that he's trying to test the waters because you know he just installed a new postmaster general of the postal service so this was just like less than two months ago he installed a a, a political puppet to run the post office now, I don't see why the post office is, is a political appointee position. It needs to be somebody who wrote, has risen from the ranks of the post office or somebody who is, take, you know, why don't you hire the former CEO of UPS or some shit like that to run the post office so that they can make it stronger and make it function? Every single post office should be a bank, should be a federal depository at each post office because they're in most mm-hmm. of each communities because, you know what, they used to have it like that. Yeah, they you you know they used to all have have credit unions. That's why you could still go to the post office now and get a money order. But why can't mm-hmm. you? Why why can't the post offices be like the money grams and the Western unions and provide more services and shipments and help small businesses right. out? You privatize the anyway. So before I get off on a tangent about that, but the thing is, is that he installed a new postmaster general and already. The, the, the union, uh, the president of the union uh, uh, of the uh, mail carriers and the postal processors, he's already been on TV this past week on MSNBC talking about how that new political appointee has already been changing shit around that will make delays in the delivery of the mail. So listen, they are already delaying the mail. They're already fucking with the mail delivery times. They're already doing it right now because they know that the only way to beat this election is to cheat. These motherfuckers are going to cheat. Wait, I seen something where they said, okay, so since the election is supposed to be, I mean, it's, it's going to be November 3rd, right? They said for the mail-in ballots or the, the absentee ballots or whatever, you should mail it in on, I think they said October 24th or 
I think it was like two weeks before the election. Yeah, because it's gonna take about two weeks, two to three weeks for it to actually get there. So your so the day that you mail it in would be two about two weeks before the election day. But that's so people is that they need to receive the post. They need to it's it's not about when you postmarked it or when you put it in the box or when you took it to the post office. It's when the registrar of your county or your local county uh, office where the ballots go, it, it depends on when they get them. And usually they wait about five business days uh, or a little bit more or less, depending on the jurisdiction, to process it after election date. Mm-hmm. So, so they're they're already they're already fucking with the with the mail because you know look I, I heard that that Trump that his campaign that for August they pulled back some of the ads on TV that they're going to buy why would they do that why would they be trying to save money right now because them raggedy ass commercials that they got against Joe Biden they don't work so what the hell are they going to buy so all they're going to do is just try to go back and start fucking with shit. Mm-hmm. You got Mitch McConnell over here not giving a damn. You know, they don't, they're too complacent. Get them the fuck out of office. Get their stinking mm-hmm. raggedy asses out of office. If somebody punches them, push their cans out down a drain. Pour some Clorox bleach down. Get their sorry asses <laughs> out of here. They fucking stink. Give me some Claude in this bitch. <laughs> <You know what laughs> <laughs> Oh, way to wrap it up in politics. I'm telling you, we're aware. And before we end, I just want to go around the room and just, you know, let's talk about any final comments or thoughts. Um, I'll start. You know, (laughs) before my fucking internet goes out again, I just want to say I hate the internet. And Daisy, we should have been at Darren's today. <laughs> yeah, we definitely tried to do a surprise and say that we were going to meet in person, but I did not get my life in order today because I'm still getting organized from moving into my home with my beautiful fiance. So forgive me, Devin, for having a life that I need to organize. <laughs> I'm going to give you this pass, but just know, okay, we're going to have to chill on this Zoom, okay, because the internet, my internet over here cannot handle it. Y'all seen it firsthand. I was going in and out, okay? It was not working. You know, we're going to try to get it together. Thank you, Devin. The internet is going to be better to you. Let's just pray for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just pray for my patience as I continue to shred paperwork because I'm a paper crack rat and it should be all over the years. And I've been looking at this stack of paper that I need to shred for a week now. So I'm just, you know, I just need to take it day by day because I could get a little overwhelmed, but. Overall, I'm just so grateful for the many blessings God has given us as a family and for myself. So I'm just thankful and I just continue to think about that daily. I'm going to get a little emotional because I got a testimony, y'all. One day I'm going to share it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much, much to say besides uh, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, my energy has been really low. I've been eating really bad lately. I need to 
get on a workout plan. Mm-hmm. My stomach is protruding. Protruding uh, over yeah. your belt buckle. Right, right. So pray for me, y'all, that I have the courage to make a good home-cooked healthy meal. Until then, yeah. Yeah. Well, I want also wanted to add, Daisy, because I just had, you know, my outburst because that was like I was really getting frustrated. I was really irritated with the internet, okay? <laughs> but um as you guys know, I always I've said this for the past three weeks that I got my certificate. I'm very proud of myself. But I haven't um I've just been practicing practicing, 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 like, you know, especially during the week after I come, um, after I come back from work, I always just commit at least an hour and a half or two hours to practicing, um, my microblading. Um, that was hard. Okay. (laughs) This is hard. Um, but I prepare myself mentally to not get down on myself. Um, cause it's, something that I invested in myself to um, to make more money, you know, and to eventually, you know, work for myself. So that is the journey that I'm on. So y'all continue to pray for me, continue to, I want to continue to have the patience with myself and not get so frustrated um, easily when I feel like, because I feel like I'm obviously my own worst critic. That's everybody or whatever. So I want things to be perfect, but I know that obviously I have to put the work in. I have to continue to practice in order to get better. So, y'all, you know, just stay on this journey with me. Pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll definitely pray for you, Devin. So yeah, we're gonna, Darren, where's our music? Oh, yeah, come on, now right on you. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And you shall the right side path. You can yeah, that was great. We have the best. The cards are far where they may. See you next time.